Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. in glad to talk with you we are so tantalizingly close to college basketball how wonderful is this and like i said i think i coined it last week right i didn't come up with this i think we're in the midst of the sports equinox right college football nfl nhl nba mlb all taking place at the moment at the same time and depending on the length of the MLB playoffs in the World Series, if it gets extended out, we may have college basketball drift in at the same time as well. What a time. What a time to be alive. Who said we're living in a dark era? I did. We totally are. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show in the Believe Podcast Network. I am Jonas Nordman, your dutiful host. The Believe Podcast Network. Your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Here's what I believe. I'm really excited for today's show. We're going to mix a little bit of the old with the new. What does that mean? You'll have to stay tuned. I do have a Big 12 preview on the docket. We are talking about everyone's favorite huggy bear. I think you know what that means. As we head out to Morgantown, West Virginia Classic. Big 12 territory, but a team that's acclimated pretty well into the conference. I mentioned we're in the midst of our equinox right now, which means it's a nice opportunity to once again give a shout out, a special shout out to those Jayhawks that are currently in the NBA, either starting their NBA careers, continuing truly NBA superstars. And then I have a little bit of some commentary. They say an F1 or the Premier League, some commentary about Big 12 Media Day and what I heard, just some reactions to some stuff from Bill Self and the reporters that might be interesting about the, the team coming up as they are in for, which should be a really interesting two weeks of practice for this, for this group. I guess a little spoiler alert, Bill Self made it very clear that the separation on this roster, a roster that in theory is going 10 deep, 12 deep. He said the separation is going to come right now. And it's actually almost easier for the incoming freshmen, KJ Adams, Zach Clements, Bobby Pettiford. It's easier because they're coming from high school. They don't have any past programs. They don't have anything to sort of scrub out of their memory. Like a guy like Remy Martin or Jalen Coleman lands from Iowa state. These guys have years of conditioning, not just necessarily physical conditioning, but the conditioning of the Arizona State program, the conditioning of the, the Iowa State program, how they run things, their play calls, this, that, where you should be in this situation. They got to get that out of their brain. So it's a little bit easier for the freshmen and, of course, the returnees in Abaji, Christian Brown, Jalen Wilson, Dan McCormack, uh, Lightfoot, bleh, guys like that. 
and Dewan Harris, who we'll talk about a little bit here. But I do want to start in the NBA, if you can believe it. It's the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I will get you my socials in just a second because I want to have a little call and response, if you will. Kind of like kind of like Queen, kind of like Freddie Mercury at Live Aid when he's cheering out to the crowd and they respond to him. Because I want to play a little game. So I want to do two things with the Jayhawks in the NBA. First and foremost, again, congratulations to the young men achieving their dream or continuing their dream. But there are 13 Jayhawks who are on NBA opening night rosters. I'd love to play a game, see if we can guess all 13. I know this is sort of lazy talk show hosting, but I think it's fun. I think it's fun to jog your memory back through all the Jayhawks over the years, see who's made it, see who are the vets, if you will, see who's just starting their career, see who counts. Like I'm not sure about like Devon Dotson and Marcus Garrett. Are they on opening night rosters? I, so I have the list in front of me. Well, I don't have the list in front of me. I've, I've scrolled up from it because I want to play along as well. So we'll do that in just a second, but I'm, I'm telling you this right now. It's 13 Jayhawks NBA rosters. You can get started. I will reveal them all in just a moment. Uh, but you go ahead. If, if you're driving at home, if you're gardening, if you're cooking, you, you get started right now. See if you can count all 13 current Jayhawks in the NBA. I may have a little advantage because I thought of this segment last night and I sort of started thinking on it. I'm sure I'll miss out on a bunch of guys. My brain's not what it used to be. Um, also, the fact that I, I went through or I clicked on this this article and saw a few names that I may have forgotten otherwise. But no cheating. See what you can do. No shame whatsoever. If you get one, that's amazing. Eh, if you only get one, that's not that great. If you get all 13, way to go. But what I want to do is also play a little game in the sense that I want to talk about the Jayhawks that we thought would have better NBA careers, right? We, we watch KU generally pretty successful in the big 12, right? Generally have a modicum of success in the tournament. No, so they don't win a championship since 08. Big deal. It's hard, right? Whatever. Make a few final fours here and there. A few early round losses. What are you going to do? We see these players and we think that they're just world beaters, right? Playing tough competition, good college coach, athletic marvels as it is. These guys are going to be NBA stars. So who is it that you thought would really make it? Now, let me clarify. The fact that these two guys I'm about to talk about or even NBA vets at this point is amazing. And congratulations. They've achieved more than I ever will. Hopefully not, but odds are, are looking good for that. <laughs> but I really thought in 2017, and I'll start with this name first. This is the same draft as guys like Lonzo Ball, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. And that's, that's the name I really want to focus on. I thought Josh Jackson was going to have a great NBA career. Coming out of school, the toughness, he was already essentially playing power forward for KU that year. Remember the team that went to the lead eight, lost to Oregon. I thought in a changing NBA, I thought the jump shot was the thing that can be transformed once you get into the NBA. Yes, he couldn't shoot the ball very well. 
at Kansas, which is fine. But in, in the world of transitioning NBA basketball where it was spreading out, where teams were playing small, I thought it was going to be a perfect fit. I really did. I thought the toughness, I thought the grittiness would, would translate, and I thought the jump shot would come back together or, or at least would, would come together. And it hasn't really happened for him. I think he has spent a spell in the G League for Memphis's G League team. And I will be the first to admit, even with crimson and blue glasses, that he is not a good guy. <laughs> He's had some off-the-court issues. I would imagine that's partially, if not all the reason why he hasn't taken off, perhaps. Just maybe the dedication, maybe the, the want, I don't know. But Josh Jackson has not taken off with his NBA career again has gotten paid handsomely to play basketball professionally in the NBA. But I felt very strongly in that draft that, and maybe it was a Duke bias, I just thought Jason Tatum was already really close to a ceiling. He he was so polished, and you watch him now. He's such a polished scorer. Jason Tatum is a beautiful, and as a guy who hates the Celtics, right, he's such a beautiful player to watch. But I thought he was at his ceiling. I didn't think the improvement could really come in. And you could argue that maybe it hasn't. Jason Tatum was a really good scorer coming out of college. He's still a really good scorer. Maybe a little consistent. Not the best player. A star, but not a superstar. Not necessarily a guy I want my team completely built around. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. I don't view Jason Tatum as a cornerstone player, though. But I thought Josh Jackson was so raw that he could go to a team and get molded and it would just it would work out. And sometimes maybe organization organizational fit doesn't help. Maybe the player doesn't help. Probably a lot of it in his case. But I, I, I'm shocked. Really quickly, the other player I was just so sure about. And maybe again, I was just thinking with my heart over my head. I thought Ben McLemore was going to have a good career. Maybe he wasn't going to be Ray Allen. Who is, right? Ray Allen's a Hall of Famer. One of the few guys when he lined up and was shooting a three-point shot, you were just saying, that's in, right? I know Curry's there. I know Klay Thompson. And I know we're in an era of amazing shooters now. But the perfect form, like if Ray Allen missed, you were shocked. So obviously Ben McLemore was never going to get to those heights. If Ben McLemore was a Hall of Famer, cool. I thought he'd at least be an all-star. Again, this was 2013, so it was a different league then. A lot's happened in a few years. But in, in a league where three-point shooting has really been value, valued, I'm just surprised that Ben McLemore just hasn't caught on and made it happen defensively. Not great. We saw that at Kansas. What we also saw at Kansas was his inability to create for himself the dribbling. It's like the guy just couldn't dribble. Catch and shoot kind of guy. So the game never really developed. And he's still somewhat similar in the NBA. But the size, the stroke, it was gorgeous. I thought it would work. Lottery pick. The minute he got drafted by Sacramento, though, I, I felt pretty bad. I had a feeling that may not go well for old Ben McLemore. And he's bounced around since. He was a Laker last year. I don't think he's a Laker this year. 
truly, I don't know if he's still in the league. Again, I tried not to look at the list so I could play along with you. But I'm going to assume he is, and I'm going to start. So this is not great radio. Let me know. So th- this, these are my socials. On Twitter, at JoeNasty90. On Instagram, at JonasN310. Let me know the Jayhawks you thought were going to be perennial All-Stars. Then there's the pleasant surprises like Devontae Graham, right? For every Josh Jackson, there's a, a Devontae Graham. Like Thanos wanted in the Avengers. Two perfectly balanced sides, right? It all evens out. So here we go. I'm going to play along with you. This is probably not great radio, but I don't care. It is my show. I mentioned some names already. I'd be really embarrassed if I forgot them already. So I'll do one through 13. McLemore, Ben McLemore. Number two, Jackson. Put JJ there. Number three, Graham. Number four, Joel Embiid. JoJo, of course, MVP candidate in the news. How about that? Him and Ben Simmons. How wild is that? We can't forget JoJo Embiid. NBA superstar. Number five, I'm putting Wiggins. Decent career. Number one overall draft pick, though. Hasn't really panned out. Kind of a kook. Who knew? Doesn't want to get vaccinated. Uh, Number six, Kelly Oubre. Did you remember Kelly Oubre? Again, a guy who's had a a good career, a guy I thought about putting in this list of guys I thought would be NBA superstars, but at Kansas, you could tell the talent was there. Uh, But at Kansas, certainly, I I worried about his drive and distractions off the court. And that's not to say he's got, like, a bad attitude. It's just that he's really big into, like, style and, like, his brand and – Again, solid NBA player, but not a, not an all-star, not a superstar, right? All right, starting to get tough. Um, well, they account for two players, so I'm put Morris one, Morris two, the, the two Morris twins, Marcus and Markeith. If I had my guess, these are probably the, the, the KG vets of the Jayhawks in the NBA. Sviatoslav Mikhailuk, my favorite, my good friend. The man I've met twice. Really nice guy. Get into that maybe if you want. All right. Now it's getting tough. 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm going to put Devon Dotson. I don't know if he counts. I'm going to put Marcus Garrett. I don't know if he counts. Uh, Oh, I saw this before. This is me cheating. I apologize. Yudoka Azabuki. I saw it on the list beforehand. That's my bad. So I'm at number 13 here. Macklemore, Jackson. Oh, Graham, Embiid, Wiggins, Ubre, Morris, Morris, Mikhailuk, Dotson, Garrett, Azabuki. And I'm going to put Frank Mason. I actually don't know. And I will save the reveal on this website in just a moment. I want to give you a little bit more time. Again, let me know if you got them all. Let me know who you missed. We'll go from there. I want to really quickly talk about, and we have a Big 12 preview coming up, so I've already used a good amount of time for for this nonsense. But I really want to talk about some things I read coming out of Media Day earlier this week. Kansas is number three in the AP pool, preseason AP poll. Of course, it was Media Day. Bob Huggins, who we'll talk about in just a second with his West Virginia Mountaineers, made some headlines by saying, 
the Power Five conferences should just pull out of the NCAA tournament, take the NCAA out of the tournament, do their own thing. Yeah, whatever. So real, real quickly, the things that stood out to me and what I think it'll mean moving forward. So first and foremost, I read that Jalen Wilson is really standing out. Improved athleticism. He, quote, is dunking on everybody. And again, these are preseason quotes. Take them for what it's worth. I will certainly have a reaction like that to something down the list here. But that's great. What have I said about Jalen Wilson, right? It's starting to sound like a broken record. Clearly oozes probably the most talent on the team, at least of the returnees. Silky smooth, good jumper. Guy was a superstar for the first week or two of the season. So if he just got scouted out, that's great. These are things you can work on, right? What was it that teams were doing to slow him down? For the rest of the season. If he hit like a redshirt freshman wall. Coming off the injury the year before. Also that's fine. Work on your conditioning. Like you, you hope that the guys use the offseason. To work on these things. So I will take it at face value. I, I will take it as what we're being told. And if that's the case. Potentially look out. This could be a really special season potentially. For Jalen Wilson. Feel like kind of he's the forgotten man. Is that fair to say? As someone who admittedly is not there in the breadbasket of the Midwest, I feel like Jalen Wilson is the forgotten man. I put a lot of I put a lot of emphasis on Remy Martin for the new guys. I think Otre Abaji, I think David McCormack get a lot of sort of the love for the players who are returning. And of course, fans, myself included, love shiny new toys. So look at the freshmen, look at the transfers. Because you know what you got with the guys that are coming back. But they can still improve. Jalen Wilson certainly has a lot of room to improve. And if he is showing better athleticism, a more athletic, stronger body, and dunking on everyone, that's the makings of a special player. So I hope that's true. Bill Self said we might see a lot of Remy Martin and Dewan Harris together. That I find fascinating. A lot of it comes down to the rest of the lineup around them. And this also plays into the next quote, which is David McCormack and Bill Self said, yeah, Dewan Harris can shoot, to which I respond, truly, it's preseason. Everyone can shoot. Let's see when those bright lights come on and teams like Texas and Baylor are completely ignoring Dewan Harris at the three-point line. Will he knock down those shots? We will see then. But if that's the case, then hell yeah. Play Dewan Harris and Remy Martin together. Admittedly, I can't tell you about Remy Martin defensively. Arizona State built a really fiery culture of energetic point guards and guard play that was up in your face. Not sure how that will translate to Remy Martin and playing Bill Self's system. He's a senior. He's a heady player. He's a super senior, actually. So he's got some know-how. But there's no doubt. Look, say what you want about Dewan Harris. That guy can play defense. He made some game-changing plays last year defensively. Offensively, classic floor general, great ball handler, 
great control of the basketball, knows where everyone's supposed to be. This is his third year in the program. He just can't shoot, reportedly. Or he can shoot, reportedly. So you put them together, that's a pretty dynamic, that's a pretty savvy backcourt, right? A floor general, a scoring point guard, one guy who can lock you down defensively, one guy who's full of energy and has a history of creating transition. I'm talking about Remy Martin. That, that was Arizona State. A lot of pressure, a lot of passion, a lot of fire defensively, create transition opportunities. Not necessarily press Virginia, but they were, they were up in your grill. I wonder what that means for Christian Brown, of course. Because he is the returning, and there's a real glut of guards. And we're going to have to see how Christian Brown fits into that puzzle piece. So we may see Martin and Harris together, and DeWan Harris can shoot. My response, LOL. Okay. It's preseason. Right now, I'm sure everyone's saying, you know, David McCormack can shoot threes. Wink, wink. All right. Uh, a tweet I saw, K.J. Adams is a standout freshman right now. Just a good basketball player. They're all basketball players, right? But when you label someone as a quote-unquote basketball player, it comes with a little bit of different connotations. So that's good to see. Good length, good size, good athleticism. Would love to see a little something out of the young man. Speaking of freshmen, Bill Self said Bobby Pettiford is going to be the next great Kansas guard, which I said, whoa, how fun is that? The only question is, how much of them are we going to see this year? Again, here's what who he's battling with. I just mentioned the glut of guards. Martin, Harris, Brown, Yasefu. All right, there you go. Those are some good guards. <laughs> Ochayabaji, technically. And I'm probably forgetting someone. But if he's that good, would love to see him on the floor. If he's going to be the next great Kansas guard, I would love for the situation to be Remy Martin plays one great year, hands the baton to Bobby Pettiford. That'd be really cool. Super cool. I don't think we're going to see a lot about Bobby Pettiford, though, this year. I just don't see him. Too much experience around him. Uh, too much potential for the season. Let him get a little seasoning, sure, depending on the situation. Time, score, whatever. Foul trouble, injuries. Uh, but I'm not banking on seeing Pettiford too much this year. Although I did see his Instagram post when he showed off the new uniform. So I've seen a lot of them already. All right. Let's really quickly name off the Jayhawks in the NBA. Then we'll get to West Virginia. Those weirdos. Okay. This is from the KU Athletics website. Did I miss anyone? Okay, so they say Udoka Azabuki. That's the one I cheated on. I'm sorry. Devon Dotson, Embiid, easy. Oh, they count. Marcus Garrett. That's good. I'm still in the game. Devontae Graham, Josh Jackson, Ben McLemore. There are the Morrises. Svi, Ubre. Oh, I missed one. I'll say in just a second. Andrew Wiggins. So Dotson counted. Frank Mason does not count. Frank Mason doesn't count. I don't know if he's – I need to check his situation. Is he on a G League team? Is he on a two-way contract? But the one I missed, and I did see this. I'll give you a moment. So 
I'll give you a moment right now. Frank Mason does not count as one of the 13 rostered on opening night rosters. You got it? Think about it. Devon Dotson does. Marcus Garrett does count. While you're thinking about it, I'm going to Google Frank Mason just to see where he's at, just to see how he's doing. Frank Mason, is he still a free agent? Oh, come on. Frank Mason. I don't think he's with the team. I think Frank Mason has a team. He was with Orlando last year. All right. Your clue for the other Jayhawk on NBA roster is beautiful eyes. Think about it. And it's not Kelly Hooper. We already said that. Let me know at Joe Nasty 90 on Twitter at Jonas N310. Let's really quickly talk about West Virginia. Interesting team, right? They don't really play the press Virginia style anymore. Honestly, I don't know why. I have I have a gut feeling about this West Virginia team. It's usually the West Virginia teams you don't think about that cause the biggest issues. Like when they really rose to prominence with the Press Virginia, that was not supposed to be a good team. Then all of a sudden, Daxter Miles, Javon Carter, right? What was uh, Jawan Staten? This came out of nowhere. They were a real pain in the tush to play against. So they do lose a lot. This West Virginia team that went 19 and 10, 11 and 6 in conference, tied for third in, in the Big 12. Lose three starters. Kind of lose four, but Oscar Shibwe left in the middle of the year. He's with Kentucky, by the way. So who do they lose? Miles McBride. Huge loss. That's a huge loss for them. That's 16 points out the door for West Virginia. And he got drafted second round. So you lose an NBA player off your roster. They lose the incredible athleticism of Derek Culver. It is 14 points per game. And they lose Emmett Matthews Jr., who Luke takes it with him 7.7. That's no drop in a hat. Also, Jordan McCabe, a guy who had been there for a while. In terms of returning players, they do have some good, solid players returning. Taz Sherman, not a, not a starter. I feel like Taz Sherman's been there for a while. I know he's not a big name. But when you have a name like Taz, it automatically stands out. Guy averaged 13.4 points per game last year. They do bring back Sean McNeil, 12.2 points per game. And Jalen Bridges, returning starter, only averaged six points. But I think this is, I don't know why. I, I, in terms of watching West Virginia over the years, you sort of know what a West Virginia player is. Jalen Bridges, rising sophomore, only six points per game. He's a 6'7 player, still started 19 games last year as a freshman and pulled down 3.6 rebounds per game. He defends a lot of positions. He shoots the three decently well. I think Jalen Bridges, I could be very wrong about this. I've been very wrong about a lot of things over the years, and this might be one, but Jalen Bridges feels like he could be the breakout player this year for West Virginia. Along with Taz Sherman, 
alongside Sean McNeil, the good three-point shooter, alongside Gabe Eschwabinen. <laughs> I, can, I, I apologize to Gabe. Granted, Gabe is only 6'7 himself, playing center, but he's tough, tough as nails. And then there's a bunch of other guys in the roster who didn't even average two points per game who are returning. Eschwabinen, one of them. Also keep an eye on Kedrian Johnson, guy who's a senior, been in the program. Again, didn't average a lot, but he's someone who's been around. As well as Isaiah Cottrell, or Cottrell, another versatile player. That's why I feel like West Virginia could come out of nowhere. I think they have a bunch of pieces who have been there. I think they have versatile pieces. I think they have length. I think they have athleticism. I think they have grit. And I think they have a home court that's really hard to travel to for teams. <laughs> and a crowd that goes crazy, especially when Kansas comes in. So with that being said, I would not be shocked. I would not. If this is, might be a big state, this might be the biggest statement of Big 12 previews. I think they either tie or finish third, third or fourth for West Virginia. Same coach, Bob Huggins just got extended. I know Oklahoma has some decent players, and I think big things are expected from the Sooners. But new coach, new conference, really good coach. They have the coach from uh, Loyola, Chicago, took over. But this feels like a roster that Bob Huggins can really utilize. Yes, they lose the scoring, and so I wonder about that scoring punch. They have Malik Curry transferring in from Old Dominion, a guy. Go Monarchs, by the way. A guy who scored a lot for Old Dominion. We'll see how, again, he translates. So, we'll see. I just look at this roster. I know what they're about, right? We all know what West You know what you're going to get. You're going to get a rock fight against West Virginia. But there is one factor working against West Virginia now. Based on Big 12 Media Day pictures, based on the fact that I've been watching a little bit of the start of the NBA, those coaches are not wearing suits anymore. Bob Huggins' windbreaker quarter zip advantage is no more. <laughs> the intimidation factor is no longer there. I think every coach is going to be wearing quarter zips now. I think that's the new way, that's the new lay of the land. Every coach in media day, and they usually wear their suits. In the past, it was players bringing their uniforms, getting all dolled up. Coaches would be in their game day attire wearing their suits. This media day, they were wearing the long sleeve golf quarter zips. And by the way, Bill Self was wearing one with the with the little 1912 Jayhawk on it with the legs crossed. Oh, my God, I melted inside. NBA coaches are wearing quarter zips. College coaches are. Bob Huggins is no longer in a world of his own. Who knew? Who knew that Bob Huggins was a fashion forward icon in the world of basketball, right? <laughs> How about that? All these years, I thought he was the one disrespecting the game. Turns out we just had to adapt to him. Got the foresight on that guy. I would take stock advice from him. That's for sure. He knows what's coming and going. 
<laughs> especially in the world of fashion. Bob Huggins, old grizzly Bob. It's funny. I thought I used to really just like Bob Huggins, but everything's got a reason to him. Yes, he's got a tough exterior. Yes, he kind of barks at the players and he works the refs. But it's all kind of done with like tongue and cheek. I'm sure there is a real pain in the tush, but I find him hilarious. I find Bob Huggins hilarious. I do. Same thing with Frank Martin. Remember, well, he's at South Carolina. I shouldn't say remember Frank Martin like he's deceased. He just moves conferences. When was that K State? I couldn't hate Frank Martin. That's why I love that Bruce Bruce Weber is now the coach at K State. What a weasel. But Frank Martin, yeah, he was intense. Yeah, he was crazy. But you could tell the players loved him. They would run through a brick wall for him. And you could tell that Bill Self loved him. And if he has that kind of respect for a rival and a guy who, let's say, acts like that, it tells you a lot about a guy. Anyways, that's not the point. I think West Virginia is going to be pretty solid this year. Tournament team, obviously. All right, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Did you think of the final Jayhawk on an opening night roster? It's Wayne Selden. How about that? He's on the Knicks. And I did see this on Twitter. I didn't even think about it. So sorry, Frank Mason. Still have no idea where you're at. Um, if you're wondering where all these players are, Azubuki's still with the Jazz. Dotson is a bull. And B, do you know where he's at? Marcus Garrett's on the Heat. Devontae Graham got his new deal with the Pelicans. Josh Jackson is now a piston. Ben McLemore is a trailblazer. I did need this article to tell me that, actually. Marcus Morris is still a clipper. Markeith is with the Heat. Maybe you can teach Marcus Garrett a few things. I really love that fit for Markeith with the Heat. Svi is now a Raptor. Ubre is a Hornet. Selden and Nick. And you know that Andrew Wiggins is now a warrior because he's essentially at war against the state of California and vaccination mandates. Anyways, fun show. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. Let me know how you did. Again, at JoeNasty90 on Twitter, at JonasN310 on Instagram. Also, I want to hear those names for who you thought would really take off. Which, which hawk would take flight, <laughs> if you will? in the NBA and had his wings clipped by their own doing, by organization. Uh, let me know. Players no longer in the NBA. Also names that may be on your list. Jeff Withy, Thomas Robinson. Just realizing that right now. One, two, Tough world. And Mario Chalmers. All right. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay cool. Stay warm. I don't know how the weather is wherever, wherever you are. And whether you enjoy this episode or not, recommend it to your friends. Take care. And as always, rock show. Death row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable. So please don't try to face it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.